How does Wild Turkey Rare Breed stack up against its 101 proof younger brother? Is it worth the price difference between the two, or is it just a totally different beast entirely? That is what I plan to talk about and to find out for myself in this episode of Whiskey Noobs. But before we get there, for those of you who are new here, my name is Chris, and I'm the host of the show. And today's episode is going to be a review episode for Wild Turkey Rare Breed. And as I mentioned, I'm going to compare it to its younger brother, if you will, Wild Turkey 101, which has been on the show before. And if you've heard me talk about it, you know that I really enjoy 101. I think it's a really tasty drink in its price range. It's incredibly inexpensive. I believe it's about $23 in Ohio, whereas Rare Breed is about $50. So we're going to talk about that price jump and talk about about similarities, differences, if it's worth the price jump, or if you just can't even really compare the two because they're two different beasts. That's the type of thing that I want to discuss in this episode. So let's go ahead and get started. I'm going to start off with a review of the Wild Turkey Rare Breed since this is its review episode. Then I'm going to go into the side-by-side comparison and go into also the notes that Wild Turkey says you should get from both of these drinks. So let's start off with a quick three-part review, uh, nose palette finish of Wild Turkey Rare Breed. So the nose of Rare Breed has some things about it that I really enjoy and things about it that I really don't enjoy. The thing that I really don't enjoy is the alcoholness of the nose. Now, I don't want to make it sound like I just hate it. I absolutely do not. Um, but it definitely has a strong alcohol scent to it. I know what you're thinking. This is a barrel-proof bourbon. Of course, it's going to have a strong scent to it. It doesn't just have a strong like alcohol scent. It's like that alcohol is pronounced in almost a slightly nail polish remover type way like acetone. Now, let me get all that bad out of the way and talk about the good because I really do like Rare Breed. I have had it before and I really enjoy it. Now, the that's the bad. But with that, you get so much flavor from Rare Breed. In my personal opinion, I don't know if it is, well, a few of the aspects that we're actually going to talk about, but the fact that it's barrel proof, the fact that they char their barrels so deep, which we will discuss here in a minute, I don't know what it is, but Rare Breed just has a very good, it's a flavor bomb to me. I call it, you might hear me say that in videos sometimes, like a flavor bomb. It, it's got so much flavor packed into it, it kind of punches you. So on the nose, you get a bunch of nice sweetness, some very strong sugary, maybe caramely type flavors. I'm going to take another uh, sniff here. But it almost reminds me of like caramely type flavors with some fruit behind it. And I'm going to, like I said, take another uh, uh, nose of it here and give you a little bit more in-depth of an opinion. That was leaning a little bit on what I just smelled and also leaning a little bit on the fact that I have had this before. So I'm, I'm anticipating some of the flavors that I got from last time. But I wanted to come right out of the gate and say, you know, this is barrel proof. It is pretty strong alcohol. Maybe it's stronger than I would anticipate. Maybe, maybe not. But it's just got a slightly more acetone type scent to it than I would anticipate. But just great flavor with that. Great flavor with that. So I'm going to try to narrow down the flavor a little bit and see what specifically I am getting. Yeah, you get, it really just has a flavor of what you expect a bourbon to smell like, but it's it's punchier than just your average bourbon. It's got like the nice sweetness, maybe a little bit of caramel, undertones of that slightly charred wood, almost a little bit musty, but not in like a gross way, but just like a touch 
of like old-ish wood from that barrel, and then also you get some fruit with it that for now I'm going to call dark fruit. Um, I'm thinking kind of along the lines of like a cherry, but maybe as I taste it, maybe that's going to change. This is the most in-depth review I've done of Rare Breed, I should add. I have talked about it. I have tried it, but this is definitely the most in-depth I'm getting. But those are the type of things that I'm getting on the nose right now. And overall, it's very enjoyable. If you can deal with the alcohol, which if you're drinking barrel proof, I'm going to hope that you can. <laughs> if you can deal with that alcohol, it has a really nice punchy nose. You don't have to go hunting out what it smells like. You can you can smell it very strongly. Um, so I really enjoy that about it. It's got a nice color to it. You can see that it's barrel proof. I mean, it's nice and dark. Not only is it barrel proof, but it has a little bit of age on it, which we're going to talk about. And that really, I think, um, makes it this nice dark kind of color that makes you think you're going to get a lot of flavor. Maybe that's partially a placebo effect. I don't know. But just looking at it and smelling it makes me think, wow, I'm in for a treat. I'm in for a good amount of flavor. So I'm going to try the palette now, and as I'm thinking about it, as I'm tasting it, I'm going to talk a little bit about Rare Breed and what Wild Turkey tells us about the liquid in this bottle. Okay, so as you heard me mention, Wild Turkey Rare Breed is a barrel-proof bourbon. According to Wild Turkey, it is made in small batches, and it's a blend of 6, 8, and 12-year bourbons. So we know those bourbons are all in it. We don't know the ratio necessarily. And so that leaves you open to the possibility that, you know, maybe it's like mostly 6, a dash of 8, and just a spritz of 12. You never really know. But it does have a nice dark color to it, and you can't add coloring to bourbons. So the color all has to come from the Barrel. This is barrel proof, so it's not watered down, but it has that nice color to it. Maybe it has a little bit of that age. It has some of the slightly spicy, almost, I always associate it with alcohol taste, but it's not quite alcohol taste, but there's this spiciness that you get from age. Uh, you can see this really highlighted well in the difference between Buffalo Trace and Eagle Rare, which are very, very similar. They have a difference in age, a couple other differences, obviously, in the process. Uh, no two bourbons are exactly the same, but the biggest difference between the two is their age, and so you can really see that highlighted by trying those two side by side. And this Wild Turkey Rare Breed has that a little bit, where it's got that slightly older taste to it. Now, I'll quit going on and on about the age, but a little bit more about this bottle, um, it is my bottle is 116.8 proof, so it's 58.4% alcohol by volume, so it's barrel proof. And for those of you who may not know, all barrel proof means, so barrel proof, barrel strength, cask strength, cask proof, all of those different names, they all mean the same thing. It means that the proof that goes into the bottle is the proof that comes out of the barrel. Anything that's not labeled as such is going to be cut with a certain amount of water to bring it down to whatever proof they want it to be. The, a great example is the other bourbon that we're going to be comparing this to, and that's Wild Turkey 101. It's called Wild Turkey 101 because it's exactly 101 proof every single time because it comes out of the barrel at a higher proof, and they add some water to it to proof it down. Barrel proof, they don't do that, and that's what makes a lot of barrel proofs flavor bombs. And I want to be cautious because if you're newer Barrel proofs might suck because they're going to have all this flavor that you just can't appreciate because it's going to burn so much. But once you work your way up to that barrel proof range, that's when you really start to appreciate the barrel proof and appreciate the flavor that, that it comes with. So I've established that it is 6, 8, and 12-year bourbons. It's a barrel proof bourbon. 
Also, another interesting fact that I didn't even know about wild turkey until I was researching for this episode is that all of wild turkey's bourbons, not just the rare breed, but definitely the rare breed and the 101 that we're going to have on this episode, are made in barrels that have a number four char. So barrel char isn't really something I've talked about on the show before. But basically, the standard chars, you can go higher than this, but the standard chars are number one to number four. A number one char means that the barrel is exposed to a flame for 15 seconds, and a number four char means that the barrel is exposed to the flames for 55 seconds. So number four, they call it the alligator char because of the way the inside of the barrel looks. It gets all scaly like alligator skin because it's been charred so long. And that's what wild turkey actually ages their bourbon in, and that is another reason why I think we're getting such strong charred wood notes from this bourbon. Um, so that's another thing that you can kind of take into account when you're when you're tasting this. And with that being said, I'm going to try this one more time and then talk about what I'm getting on the palate. So I'm really excited to compare this to the 101 because from what I have tasted so far, and I haven't tried the 101. So far, I've just tried the Rare Breed. But it is reminding me, I've had 101 a bunch of times, and it's reminding me of 101 if you just cranked it up quite a bit. Um, A little bit more, definitely that more age brings more of those barrel characteristics. So that is where the palate deviates from what I remember from the 101. But a lot of those nice, 101's always given me this like caramel, cinnamon, maybe a little bit less though of the wild turkey funk that you kind of quote unquote, like the funky ish taste that I get from wild turkey. Um, Other people have called it the wild turkey funk. That's how I was introduced to it with somebody calling it that. So that's why I'm calling it that. But wild turkey has this kind of, at least the 101 has this kind of distinct taste to it. I'm almost getting less of that and more of like the caramel cinnamon and then some kind of fruitiness. It almost does remind me of a cherry. Um, almost like the Luxardo cherry that you'd have in like an old fashioned. It's almost got that type of a flavor to it, uh, to me. Nice sugary sweetness. Definitely, definitely hot to drink. This is barrel proof. Like I said, mine's 116.8 proof. It is going to be strong and it's going to burn a little bit if you aren't used to those um, higher proof bourbons. So that's why I want to always caution that because newer folks here, oh, barrel proof. I think it's supposed to be the best and it's way too hot for them. But good flavor, reminding me of a strong 101. I haven't yet read the notes that they say you're supposed to get, but I'm just going to throw out there some nice, uh, some nice sweet, like maybe caramel or honey a spiciness that gives you like like cinnamon and woodiness. It's like a almost like those pine cones that you smell there like cinnamon scented at like stores in the in the fall and the winter time. Almost like that. And a little bit of like a fruit. Now I haven't really paid attention to at what point each of those flavors pops up on the palate, like which is first, second, third, um, because this is a pretty complex palate, which would be expected with most barrel proof uh, whiskeys. So I'm going to take one last sip of it and then we're going to get into the notes that they say you should get and then we're going to get into comparing to 101. So one thing I think I've nailed down that I enjoy about this drink is It does have that strong alcohol, maybe even a little bit stronger, definitely stronger than other bourbons or whiskeys that I've had in this proof range. It's strong and it takes over your mouth, but it's almost masked by the way it presents itself to me. At least in my opinion, 
it comes at me after I get flavor. So like I almost get this wood cinnamon that I mentioned and then I notice the heat. And then as the heat starts to fade off, it melts into this nice sweetness. So you still get hit with that heat, but it's almost masked kind of well because you're getting these flavors right up front. And I think that might be, I didn't really put it to words previously, but I think that might be one of the things that I really enjoy about this bottle. Um, if you haven't caught on, I really like Rare Breed um, in its price range, but we're going to talk about the price difference because even though I like Rare Breed in its price range, I love 101 in its price range. I think 101 is a very well-priced bourbon. So I'm interested to see if I think basically one bottle of Rare Breed is worth two bottles of 101. That's going to be an interesting conversation that we're going to have. So without further ado, let's talk about the notes that Wild Turkey says you should get from Rare Breed, and then we're going to go into comparing it to 101. Okay, so for the aroma, they put full spring flowers, a touch of black pepper and almonds with mixed layers of honey and dates. Dates is a great way to put the fruitiness that I couldn't put my finger on. Now, I don't know if I would say a lot of almond, but maybe, or not maybe, I guess I would say that that floral is probably a solid descriptor here. I think floral works. The black pepper is absolutely something that's there. I think maybe they're kind of using the term black pepper to slightly cover up the fact that it does burn a little bit. It does have a, a strong alcohol on the nose. But the honey and dates is a pretty solid descriptor. And now I always want to caution, and I don't always do this. I don't mention this in every episode. So in case you haven't heard me mention this prior, um, I don't ever like to say like, oh, the notes from the distiller are the correct notes. Definitely not. Uh, if you get something different, that's totally okay. Because a lot of times distillers will either dress up the notes that they're getting from it, or it'll just so happen, maybe they truly think it tastes like that, but it just so happens that you don't think it tastes anything like that because you have two different palates. That can easily happen. And if you've been listening for a while, you know there are plenty of times that I have said I disagree with what they're saying this should taste like. Um, and that in this situation, I would say I disagree a little bit with the black pepper and almonds. I think the black pepper is kind of, I think there's black pepper on the palate, but I think they're using the black pepper to kind of cover up the fact that it, it just has a burn to it on the nose. Floral is interesting because I think I do see it. It's almost not just floral, but almost a little bit like perfumey on the nose. And I think I would associate that with like a floral scent. So I could see that. And the honey and dates is a pretty good descriptor in my opinion. Now, moving on to the palette. The palette actually doesn't get the greatest description. I wish they gave it more description. Um, but the palette, it just says warm, smoky flavors of grain and spice. I agree with the smokiness if you're thinking about like a charred barrel. Um, like I mentioned, it definitely has that charred barrel. They mentioned the spice, 100% agreed. Like I said, wood and cinnamon. That's kind of what it gives off to me in the beginning. But... I think they almost do themselves a disservice here by not mentioning that, in my opinion, once you get past that spice and that alcohol, it melts into a more sweet type of a palate. Um, the honey and the dates almost carry over. And I actually want to try it again because I'm thinking maybe instead of dates, maybe raisin or something like that. Um, or maybe it really is that Luxardo cherry that I mentioned. So I'm going to try it again and kind of picture those three and see which one I, I think it is the most. But this is a great example of kind of disagreeing with a palate. I agree with the smoke and the spice, but I just think a lot more is going on here that they're not even mentioning. And that's another 
interesting thing about looking at distiller's notes is don't get discouraged if you're like, no, this 100% tastes like Luxardo cherries and they don't put it because sometimes they miss stuff. You know, sometimes I think, I don't know if it's that they put this stuff together too quickly, the, uh, the nose palette finish. I don't know what it is, but sometimes I've had glaringly obvious notes that the distiller just doesn't even mention. So I'm going to take one more sip of this and kind of compare to their notes here. And for the finish, it just says long and lingering spice, which I agree with. It sticks around on the palate for a while. Um, after you swallow, that sweetness is around for a minute and then kind of goes away. And that's about all. Definitely not super smooth. Definitely dries your palate out, but it's barrel proof. So what, what do you expect from that, right? One more taste of it, and then we're going to compare to its little brother. Okay. So yeah, I'm definitely going to stand by what I said. So for the nose, I'm going to agree with the flowers, honey, and dates for sure. I think you could argue all three of those, at least for what I'm tasting right now or smelling right now. But for the palate, I'm for sure going to... I would almost argue... I get more of the cinnamon and like like the cherry flavor than I do the smoky flavor, which is what they mentioned first. Um, because I almost get the smoke and the cinnamon right when it hits my palate. Like I said, I like that about it. But then you get the alcohol and maybe some black pepper mixed in with that that they don't mention. And then after it fades away, after the alcohol starts to dial down, while it's still in your mouth, not quite the finish yet, but the the alcohol, your mouth is starting to adjust to it. Then I get a strong pang of like fruitiness that I, I think is probably cherry with more of those spices, um, but definitely something like a cherry in there. So maybe it's just my palate right now, but I remember thinking this was fruity last time I had it as well. So maybe I, I think I just disagree with that a little bit. Um, and I think it's a good disagreement because I think it actually makes their whiskey sound better. Um, but I think they missed that in the notes. In my personal opinion, it has like a nice extra layer to it that I don't know if they're capturing. So just a good example of why you don't always worry too much about what the distiller says their stuff should taste like. But I'll get off my soapbox with that. I just want to make it clear because I've I've had people message me before and, and talk to me about it, like friends that I've talked to in person that are kind of discouraged that they don't taste that. And you don't want to be discouraged by that uh, because their, their notes can be totally off. But at any rate, let's get to comparing to the little brother. And that is Wild Turkey 101. Wild Turkey 101, once again, the alligator charred barrels that we talked about, 101 proof. It's a high rye bourbon. Uh, the 101 is, is pretty well known for being a, a great example of a high rye bourbon, and it is aged six to eight years. They tell us that much about it. So I'm going to take a quick sip of it, do a really quick review of it, and then I'm going to talk about the differences that I tasted, and I'll even throw in the notes that Wild Turkey says you should get from the 101. So if you're subscribed to the email list and you're doing this tasting along with me, this is a great example of why barrel-proof bourbons are so popular because I'm having a much harder time getting the notes from 101, and I know that it's not weak. It's not hard to get the notes from 101, but just after having the barrel-proof because it is so strong, it's pretty amazing to see that dichotomy there. 101 always gives me some alcohol burn because of how inexpensive it is, and it's 100 proof, uh, 101 proof, and it also gives me like a little bit of like a caramel honey. Now, I don't know if it's because of how bold the barrel proof is, but it doesn't seem as deep caramel brown sugar as it usually does to me. 
it almost seems more like a lighter, paler sugar. And that might be because the barrel proof is so drastically kind of bold uh, in its in its sweetness. Wow. Just a great drink for the 23 or $24 range. I love 101 in its price range. Um, so overall, great sweetness. It's definitely more one-dimensional than the rare breed. Um, it just kind of reminds me of like a nice light sweetness with some spice to it. Not so much bakery like Buffalo Traces where it's almost like this bready honey bun type flavor. This is more so uh, that wood, that wild turkey kind of funk that's almost like a musty-ish flavor to it, um, and some some spice, some sweetness, that sort of a thing. Uh, so I'll run through really quickly what they say you should get from it. So they say on the nose, vanilla with cinnamon and oak. Uh, normally, if I hadn't just had, at least previously, when I didn't just have the barrel proof or the uh, rare breed beforehand, I used to think wild turkey was a, a pretty strong caramel. But after just having had the rare breed, I would agree with vanilla because, like I said, it's almost a little bit paler. So maybe that's just something I missed previously. Um, maybe a little touch of cinnamon and oak. Those are those are easy to say there that might be in there. And then for the taste, they say a hint of sweet up front with vanilla and caramel notes, oak and baking spices in the middle. So I agree with the the sweetness, like the slightly vanilla caramel. Um, but I would put maybe the spices and the oak before that once again, more of like a spicy wood to me. Um, and there's, there's the nice sweetness in there, but it's not the same type of vanilla and caramel as you get from something that I call, I call like bakery sweet, where it's almost like a pastry or like a honey bun, like a cinnamon roll, not that kind of a sweet as much as like a, a slightly bitter vanilla, with a little bit of this like caramel sweetness, I guess I would say. Then on the finish, they say bold signature wild turkey spice and orange peel. Orange peel is interesting. I actually haven't considered that before. Um, but I think this in general has less fruit to it, definitely less dark fruit than the rare breed. Um, and overall just less of like a fruitiness to it and less dimension, but that's what the side-by-side tasting is for. So I'm going to do that really quickly here and I'm going to do a couple of back and forth. I'm going to go rare breed and then 101, 101, then rare breed, drink some water in between, really get some back and forth. And then I will get some closing thoughts on what I think about rare breed versus 101, the price difference, those sorts of things. Okay, so <clears throat> just did a pretty in-depth tasting of the two of those. And I have a couple things that I want to say about this. The first is I think this is a great comparison for understanding the difference in taste between ages and understanding the difference in taste between a normal and a barrel proof. The difference in ages that I talked about earlier, you can kind of see that in the wood being, the woodiness being a little bit different between the two of them. In the 101, it's a little bit paler and a little bit more like new wood. In the rare breed, it's a little bit more, it has that more charred, slightly older, I guess like mustier type of flavor to it that gives it a little bit more character and a little bit less pale on your tongue. Both of these definitely have their merits. So the 101 is obviously a lot easier to drink. It's only 101 proof. The barrel proof is a lot punchier. You get a lot more character with it and a lot more depth. And I want to be clear about this because I really like 101 in its price range for the amount of depth that it has. 
but I think rare breed just really blows it out of the water. So when you go to try the rare breed and then you go to the 101, you can really see that the rare breed has a lot more flavor because it makes the 101 taste a little bit flat. Now, these aren't just quite identical, though. Like This isn't just a barrel-proof version of the other one in terms of taste. You definitely get some differences. Um, in the 101, you definitely get more of these pale sweetnesses, almost a little bit of bitterness with it. But the the sweetness that you do have is more approachable because it's lower proof. And so you almost just get you almost get this balance of where it kind of tastes slightly bitter, but also a little bit like smoother, a little bit less harsh. Smoother is not the greatest word for that because I'm talking more about alcohol harshness here. Um, and so it, you get a little bit more, a little bit less of that alcohol, obviously, because it's lower proof. And that makes the sweetness a little bit less, I guess, punchy. I know I've used that word a few times in this review, but a little bit less punchy. Um, whereas with the barrel proof, you definitely get different flavors. Um, I know I mentioned uh, like an oak and a spice with both of them, and they both do have that. They're both clearly siblings in some sort of a way. They're just not twins. Um, and you can really see that with the fruitiness of the rare breed, the difference in the oakiness, and the overall body and depth of the flavors. I'm getting a good amount more uh, body and depth. The flavors are showing up at different times. 101 kind of seems to have all of the flavors all the way throughout, whereas the rare breed, you're kind of getting them at different times. They're being delivered on your palate at different times. It's kind of transforming as it's on your palate. As I mentioned before, the flavor notes um, on the nose, way easier to smell. You're not hunting for anything. It's right there because it's so punchy. Um, so in conclusion, would I spend the money on rare breed versus 101? This is a tough call because the 101 is so much cheaper and it's such a good bourbon for the price. Here's what I'll say. So the reality of the situation is I would probably buy one of each and have them both for different reasons. Uh, the 101 I would probably have for if I wanted something a little bit less abrasive, if I wanted something I wasn't too super worried about getting too much flavor from it, but it tastes generally good. It has good notes, good body for the price. Um, and then I'd have the rare breed as what it basically is, which is a slightly higher shelf sipper that is going to really punch you with flavor, really be a little bit more aggressive, um, and overall just have a better experience if you're able to handle the proof. Now, let's say you only have enough money to buy one of these bottles. Would I buy the rare breed for double the price of the 101? I think I'm going to say yes, because I think if you're if you're willing to spend $50 on a bottle of bourbon, um, then you're probably looking to spend that $50 to get something that has this little bit of a punch, has this little bit of a um, showiness with the notes that it has. And Rare Breed delivers on that. And I really enjoy it for that reason. Could it be a little bit smoother? Probably. But it overall is a pretty good drink. And like I said, I'd keep these for different situations. So if I was having whiskey with a cigar, let's say, I would have the rare breed if I wanted it to kind of be the star of the show. And I'd have the 101 if I wanted the cigar to kind of be the star of the show. 
Two different situations where I'd use them. Also, I might have the rare breed like after dinner, whereas I might drink the 101 with dinner because um, the rare breed is going to kind of overpower things. So if I'm having a nice meal, I might not want the rare breed unless, of course, I am taking a sip of it and then kind of cleaning my palate with some water or something before I go back to the meal. Don't want to get any palate burnout, and this would do that. I even saw a little bit of that palate burnout in comparing the two. I kind of noticed, wow, the 101's a lot harder to pull the notes from because I've getting, I'm getting so used to this flavor bomb that is the wild turkey rare breed. So that could really apply to a lot of barrel proofs. I'm not trying to make it seem like rare breed is this special type of barrel proof, um, but it definitely at least applies to this bottle versus the 101. Is it? It could burn out your palate a little bit. It's stronger. It's got more. It's a little bit meaner, a little bit hotter, but also a lot more flavorful. At the end of the day, here's what I'm. Here's what I'll say about these two bourbons. Um, both of them, I think, are really good. Both of them, I think, are worth the money. I think 101 is a better value. I think 101 is more worth its price then rare breed is worth its price. But I do think they're both worth their price. I just think 101 is a better value because I just think 101 is a decent bit better than its price. Whereas rare breed, I think it's comfortably priced at the $50 point. I might pay a little bit more for it. I would not complain about paying a little bit less for it. But overall, I enjoy it as a drink. And $50 for a bourbon to be that good, I've had more expensive bourbons that are not that good. And I've obviously had less expensive bourbons that are not that good. But um, 101 being a less expensive bourbon that is as good as it is, is pretty impressive. And I've said that before, and I think it gets echoed by a lot of people. Um, It's just a staple because it's pretty inexpensive and so, so, so widely available. You almost never have an issue finding yourself some 101. But let's talk goods and bads. Uh, The good of the rare breed is how much flavor it has. The bad is that flavor does get outshined by some of the alcohol burn, and that could be a problem for some people, especially if you're just getting used to the barrel-proof type situation. Um, The 101 is going to be a little bit more welcoming in that scenario, and that's the good of the 101 is it's more welcoming. For 101 proof, it brings so much body, Um, but the downside is it brings a lot of body for 101 proof. When you put it up against the rare breed, it can't even shine a light to it in terms of body and flavor, in my opinion. But nice, smooth, sweet flavors, a little bit more of maybe that wild turkey funk, but a little bit less of the barrel, a little bit newer type wood. Overall, a decent drink and one that I still recommend to beginners pretty often just because of how cheap it is. If you don't like it so cheap, you can just mix it, and that's what's pretty cool about it. A great introduction to high rye bourbons. 101 is a good introduction to high rye because you get that nice spiciness. And then I think it's Big Brother is a great introduction into the barrel-proof realm, seeing how you can amp up the flavor by amping up the proof, and I really enjoy that about it. So both of these bottles, I definitely enjoy, as you could most likely tell by my little wrap-up session there. But 
I think that they're both worth trying most likely if you're into those things I was talking about. Please, 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 if you're still newer and even maybe 100 proof is too strong for you, if 80 proof still has some burn to it, I don't know if you should really try either of these, maybe the 101, but definitely don't go spending your money on something barrel proof if you're not ready to take that leap yet. There's no shame in sticking around the 80 proof for a little while. But for those of you who have been around here since the beginning and maybe you're getting into the barrel proof stuff now rare breed is a solid addition to your shelf in my personal opinion but don't take my word for it let me know what you think especially if you tried this alongside me if you're on the email list let me know your thoughts let me know if you agreed or disagreed with my take on it and maybe even let me know if you got that cherry from the rare breed they don't even mention on their website but i thought i got from it but that's all i've got for this episode today comparing wild turkey rare breed to wild turkey 101 Thank you guys for listening to this, and I'm hoping you got some good information out of it. I will leave you with learn to drink, drink to learn. Thank you for listening to this episode of Whiskey Noobs. If you like the show, please make sure to leave a five-star rating or review to help grow the show and get the word out. You can also find more Whiskey Noobs content on Instagram at whiskey underscore noobs and on TikTok at whiskey noobs podcast. If you want to drink right along with me, make sure to join the email list by sending an email to whiskey noobs podcast at gmail.com with a subject line saying email list. You will receive monthly emails with a list of the whiskeys that will be featured throughout the month so that you can buy them ahead of time and drink right along with the show. Once again, thanks for listening to this episode. The Whiskey Noobs podcast does not support underage or otherwise irresponsible consumption of alcohol.